0: you're thinking of having another baby and you're a little a little nervous about adding adding to your current chaos adding another family member it's a it's a big deal and this is one of the most frequently asked questions is the transition sometimes the questions is like which transition was hardest like going from one to two from two to three or maybe from zero to one what what was harder or maybe what's the best age gap to have if you want multiple children and i want to get into all of that because i have a lot to say about it but first welcome back thank you for tuning in this is the year glowing podcast and i hope you leave today with a little a little bit a little bis- a little burst i say bit and burst little burst of inspiration, motivation, and you just feel a little glowier. Like, let's just sit up straight right now. Let's just, how's your posture doing? Mine just then, before I said that was not good. So we're sitting up a little straighter. We're going to drink some extra water in this next 20 minutes and we're going to feel better at the end of this. Okay. Um, a little update. Let's see what's going on over here. This is the time of year we've this is only our second, like winter spring transition time but last year at this time we had a lot of visitors this is the time of year where our family up north is cold they are tired it is dark up there it is wet and sad (laughs) so we get a lot of visitors this time of year family friends they're like can i come stay we're booking a flight are you free this weekend so we have people staying with us right now some friends are in town justin's dad's coming to town so that's what's going on in our household, which also I do want to add, when you're hosting as a parent and you're hosting other people, it is, for me, it's so challenging. Like I, I mean, I love it. I want people to come. I miss our friends and family. I'm always o- open door. Like you guys can come anytime. We moved across the country, so we want to see you and we will always be, <laughs> almost always be available for guests, right? But it, it is so, like, I feel like I'm, struggling to like keep a tidy household with three kids and like the laundry going and the food in the fridge and all that stuff with just us so when other people come I'm like oh my gosh I feel I'm like oh do you have clean towels let me get you an extra set it's not a five star stay with me all right but you're gonna have fun and it's gonna be loud but you're gonna make some memories (laughs) might be up at six in the morning when the girls are screaming but it's going to be a good time. So that's, what's going on our house. Netflix recommendation for you here. I've got one that I want to share. It's called, and you've probably already seen it. The hatchet wielding hitchhiker. It's a documentary. It's, it's a quick watch, but it's based off of like the first meme that happened in 2013, which I don't remember it. I mean, I don't remember it. Justin remembers it. Uh, but it's about the hitchhiker who was part of an accident and this guy was trying to hurt somebody and the the hitchhiker stepped in with a hatchet and hit the guy and was like, smash, smash, smash. Um, and he, w- he was quoted on the news saying, smash, smash, smash. So that became like this huge internet meme. And then he grew internet famous really fast, like in a couple months. And he was kind of like this nomad, like just homeless, living on the streets or what do you say like straight out of dogtown surfing skateboarding like he's just like this fun young carefree hitchhiker but he ends up killing somebody and it's really interesting like it's I I wish they did another deep dive documentary and they like interviewed him or something but they they do show lots of clips from like 2013 when it all happened like a lot of his three months of fame were documented because there was a huge interest in him so I, and I wish I heard about the story when it happened, because I feel like it would have been even more interesting to watch. But having not heard of him and just seeing the preview on Netflix, I was like, we have to watch this. My sister and I and Justin all watched it together, and we were like, wow, that was entertaining. So that's my recommendation for the week. Skin care, oh my gosh, I have been slacking on my eye gels. I just with Blake being in a cast and like our mornings are looking a little different now with visitors. Like it's, I need to get back on that. I miss my eye gels. Oh, I can like feel them on my face right now. I miss it. Um, I'm still using that vitamin C serum from Tula, loving it. It's brightening serum and the probiotic gel cream moisturizer from dime. That combo feels so good. And beauty sleep from Tula at night. Code Kim Perry saves you a Tula and then for dime, it's Perry fifteen. Sometimes they bump it up, and they, but they change my code too, and it goes to Perry twenty. So you might have to try it out, or maybe I'll put it in the show notes when I confirm it. Um, those are how to save on skincare. And then the last thing I want to share, I've been loving this recovery drink from Rookie. Now, you know I was a huge fan of liquid IV. I still have it in my house. I'm just not drinking it a ton. I am kind of like, not concerned about the sugar in it, but I'm, I've been open to a world of other products with way less sugar or zero sugar in it. So I'm like, well, let me give them a try. And I'm really liking them. So I use the element, which is a mineral. It's basically really salty. It's salty water. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably like, that sounds disgusting. I mean, some like sometimes you can't really taste it, but a lot of the time you can. One of the flavors I like from them is raspberry, and it reminds me of raspberry crystal light. I used to drink that like a fiend when I was living at home with my mom. Crystal light raspberry, oh my gosh. It tastes exactly like that. There's no sugar in it. I think it's sweetened with stevia. You can taste a little tinge of the salt, especially if you don't mix it well, <laughs> but it's supposed be really good for replenishing your electrolytes and keeping you hydrated on a cellular level. And then I found out Rookie came out with their own. They sent it to me, Recovery. It has BCAAs, which is great for muscle recovery post-workout. And also just mom life, hello, like we're sore. <laughs> we are tired. We are doing a lot of physical things as moms and even during pregnancy. Um, And then it has an electrolyte blend of minerals in there, which are again, going to help you hydrate at the cellular level. I don't, I can't remember I'm holding a packet right now. I'm in the car. I'm coming to you from my car ride. So thank you for coming with me today. Buckle up. Here we go. (laughs) No, but this, um, it tastes so good. They have a coconut pineapple flavor, 10 out of 10. I am a lover of tropical flavors, I don't know if it has anything to do with my love for the beach, but I love coconut. I love pineapple. Pina colada is my jam. So, so good. And then a watermelon lime flavor that tastes like watermelon bubble So good. I am drinking like two packs of this a day. Um, again, speak with a healthcare, your healthcare team if you are pregnant or breastfeeding and wanting to add any supplement, not just like a drink mix, but multivitamin, whatever. It's always great to run it by them. And that is my little update of the week. I hope you had a great week last week. We're going to get into this transition talk, okay? Transitioning. Transitioning. I'm going to tell you about my story and how I felt during each transition, and then I'm going to explain what I now know. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. Zero to one. I was so ready to be a mom. I was so ready. To birth my baby and hold her in my arms and care for her and it came so naturally which is not normal i feel like a lot of moms struggle or they're like am i doing this right is she okay is he is he is he breathing like lots of worry concern which is that is more normal for someone to be overly cautious with with their firstborn i was overly comfortable with her i felt like i just knew I just knew her more than anything (laughs) and it's it's crazy but I love I love that experience I had with her and I love that motherly instinct that I feel just like kick in I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that my sister did have two children before I had Ayla so I got to see a lot of like the newborn stuff so it might have something to do with that and also wait I do want to add this in here when, I'm going to have to do an episode where I talk about my labor stories because those are very different and interesting. But when I when Ayla came out of me, <laughs> when she exited her womb, I did not feel connected to her. I was like, who is this? Who is this baby? Who are you? Like That was my first thought. Isn't that weird? But it came so naturally. Caring for her came so naturally. And... That transition was very smooth for me. I was already kind of living... Like, I think the transition is hard for a lot of us because our lifestyle, what we were doing before, it's going to look... You can do the same things. Like, if you like to travel when you were pre-baby, you can still travel as a mom. It's just going to look a lot different. It might have more challenges. There might be a lot more preparation involved, right? If you're going to go away for the weekend, do you need a sitter? Do you have to hire somebody do you have to pay somebody do you have to like pump and have a freezer stash you know like you have to think about all of these things like how is your baby going to be cared for when you're not there right or your baby's coming with you great but what do we need to pack um where are we going is this resort kid mom friendly like am i going to be able to pump at the airport and nurse at the air like where are we staying what is the itinerary so it just takes a lot more thought. Can it be done? Absolutely. Is it going to look different? Yes. (laughs) So I wasn't traveling a ton, honestly, before I had Ayla. I wasn't, um, I mean, I was kind of over going out at night. Like I like going to bed early. I like being home. I'm a homebody. I didn't mind that transition. For me it was more like the transition I had to deal with was like how much time things take, right? Like getting ready to leave the house and even just like running into a store. There's no such thing as running into a store with a baby. Like you have to <laughs> plan it according to their nap schedule, their nursing schedule, even now as like a toddler mom like you got to mentally prepare to go in the store and have to tell them no, we can't buy this or <laughs> whatever it might be like Are you carrying them? Are they going in the car? Are you bringing the stroller? Like, It's just different. But regardless, I was ready for that transition. So zero to one. I felt good. Confident. We got this. Then we had Rosie. Ayla was two years and two months old. So 26 months age gap. Two years, two months. And it was interesting because Ayla was in the process of potty training. Number one, she was also going through some like independent my body choice type things. Like she didn't want to wear clothes for a month after Rosie was born. And I, it's hard to tell, like, did this happen because of the baby sister and this is her way of like handling things. Or is this like a normal two-year-old? She could care less about a new baby, you know? I don't know. Is it subconscious? Is it intentional? I don't know. But she did act out a little bit. Like there was, she didn't want to be put into her car seat. She went through a phase of that. That was really hard. And she also didn't want to be put into her crib at night. That was really tricky. But I, I mean, parenting, two kids going from one to two. I felt prepared for it again like I remember having a couple times where I was like this is really hard like I cannot help Ayla when I'm breastfeeding I'm breastfeeding a newborn I'm trying to get a toddler to pee on the potty at the same time and I haven't showered in two days like I just it's hard but I I'm like maybe that's part of the transition right like there is a transition period, and I think that's important to remember. It's not just like a smooth, like, or a day long process of, like, okay, let me bring this newborn home and get used to having two kids now, or we're in the flow. Okay, next. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen that quickly. Like, you have to find a flow. You have to be in the transition time to figure out, figure it out. What's gonna work for you? What is your day to day gonna be like? What is your morning routine with two kids? And then it changes again because the baby starts sleeping a little bit more or maybe they're down to two naps a day instead of three naps or it just, it changes. So you're, you're always adjusting to some transition and that's like motherhood in a whole, on, that's motherhood in a nutshell right there. You're always in a transition and some transitions are really hard. And some are a little a little smoother. Some are really great, and you're like, "Wow, I'm so glad we transitioned out of a sleep sack," or "I'm so glad we transitioned out of the two naps." Now she takes one really good nap during the day, right? So transitions aren't always a bad thing. But back to going from one to two, I maybe it's because of my experience with my niece and nephew, who were those exact—they were exactly two years apart, almost to the day. Actually, they're born two days apart, two two years, two days apart. So I babysat them a lot when I was pregnant with Ayla. So maybe that, like I had a sense of what it was like to be with two kids. I had the energy for it. I I kind of knew what to expect, if you will. And then we have the transition from two to three. Now, (laughs) I cannot wait to get into the next little chapter of this. Okay, let me tell you my experience. Two to three. It is 2020. The world is shut down still. It is middle, beginning of the summer, but things are starting to get. I mean, I, I birthed Blake, right? I have Blake, and now I have Rosie, who is, how old was she? 20 months old. Not potty trained. She is a wild woman. She is just, just it, it, honestly, it was like a light switch when I brought Blake home from the hospital. Rosie became a different person. <laughs> like, and again, is it is it because of Blake? Is it because of she's not the baby anymore? So is she sensing this? Is or is it just naturally what was what was going to happen? Because she's a toddler, right? There's no way to tell. So. Anyways, it was hard. Ayla was, has always been, even like when she was two, when I brought Rosie home from the hospital, Ayla has always been a helper, a leader. And we tell her that all the time, like, you are a great leader. You are very helpful. Thank you. Like, we just really honor her for that and applaud her and compliment her because we want our kids to all be leaders, all of them, and be a good example, so... Without putting too much pressure on Ayla, we try to emphasize leadership for her because she does have a really important role in our family. But anyways, she is, was great. Okay. So at this time I birthed Blake, Rosie's 20 months. Ayla is almost four. She's not four yet though. So I have a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a newborn. That's I got my hands full and people told me that all the time. Like, wow, you really have your hands full. I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) I definitely do. So this transition was the absolute hardest for me. And I don't want that to scare you because I've heard so many stories from so many different moms and it's different for everyone. This is just my experience, right? Because you heard me say, oh, zero to one was nothing. Oh, going from one to two, it was fine. But you might've been in the trenches right you might have been like this is the hardest thing of my entire life this was the hardest thing of my entire life transitioning from two to three I don't know if it had to do with the time frame that I gave birth or if my hormone levels were different after the third baby after I had my third pregnancy like did my hormones take a huge hit I did have postpartum anxiety for the first time which you can listen more about I talked about mental health and postpartum anxiety a couple episodes back make sure to go listen to that it is a very important episode if you're pregnant postpartum or have friends who are I was having this anxiety and it wasn't even it was just like complete overwhelm like I just felt like I couldn't handle three kids I was overwhelmed Life was really hard <laughs> for at least the transition, the trans- I would call Justin, and be like, you have to come home. Like, I can't do this. He'd be at work. I need, I need you to come home. And he, w- and he would, it would take him a while, but he would come home early. And I'm like, I just need an extra set of hands. I can't, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I can do this, but it's really hard. I need help. It was harder for me to find the time to do very simple things like doing my skincare routine, taking a shower, eating. I wasn't eating. Uh, Because when I did have a break from Blake, from either breastfeeding, pumping, burping, diaper changing, bathing, I'd put her down, like, let's say she's sleeping. Now I have Rosie, who was wiling out, and then Ayla, who wanted to do a crap, like, I... Felt like I had no time. It I was just so spread thin. What's that phrase? Like I was like just pulled to my max. Like I was spread too thin. Like my I my I did not have arms and legs and time in the day. It was it it just felt so stressful. Now, ways that I dealt with that, I definitely got help in terms of like childcare. I had a babysitter coming over two or three days a week. I just had to like really set my expectations low in terms of productivity. Um, Justin was very helpful in, I mean, he always like is a great cook and cleaner in the kitchen. Like that is where he's at. So that's taken care of. Um, yeah. And it was, it was the transition for sure. It was incredibly hard (laughs) I was gonna say but rewarding I mean we're not there yet we're still I still feel like it's hard like sometimes I'm like this is hard having three kids do I regret it no I love Blake Marie so much oh my gosh I cannot imagine life without her and I feel like a lot of you hear mom say that like I don't regret my kids I love them so much but it's hard so that's where I'm at I'm like yeah it's freaking hard and I have really, really good days where I'm like, let's have another. And then I have days where I'm like, I can't even handle my my own kids. Why? What? 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 Why would I? No. We can't get. We cannot get pregnant again. <laughs> I go back and forth. So let's get into this a little bit more with this next chapter I was referring to. We... We all experience these transitions differently for a number of reasons, okay? Number one, the age of your kids matters so much because you could say like, oh, I transitioned from four, or no, let's say Kim Perry transitions from three to four kids. But guess what? Blake is eight years old. So imagine if I waited six more years. (laughs) which is like, oh my gosh, how old will I be? Can I even have kids that late in life? I don't know. But imagine if I transitioned from three to four, but I waited until my youngest was eight and then I have a 10 and a 12-year-old, What would that would be totally different than someone who has four kids in four years, right? So the ages matter so much. I think I figured out a formula to have smooth transitions and it's based off of age, okay? So stay with me here. If you have a baby and you're looking to go to two, from one to two, the age gap at the time of birth should be two years. Your, your only child should be two years when you give birth to your second. And then if you're looking to go from two to three and add a third child, Your youngest should, at the time of birth, should be three years old. If you're having your third child, this is my theory. The more kids you have, the older your youngest child should be. Does that make sense? So when you're going to add a third, the youngest or your second born should be three years old. Because then that's giving them another year to gain independence So you have two children that are more independent when you're adding that third. And then if you want to have a fourth, that youngest should be four. (laughs) In my head, again, this is just a theory that I would love to see it played out. (laughs) If anyone wants to give it a try in a perfect world, let me know how it works out. Because in my head, it makes sense. Because here I am like, well, if... Rosie had been three when Blake was born, it might've been easier. She would have a whole year of toddlerhood underneath her hood, (laughs) underneath her belt. You know what I mean? Like a whole nother year. She would have been potty trained. She would have been just better able to communicate with us. I think that was a difficult thing when Blake was born. She was only, you know, one and a half years old and still trying to figure out the world. So now I'm thinking, well, if we have a fourth again with my this is a theory and we waited until Blake was 4 like i which i can't even imagine right now but i just think it would it would just take a lot of the pressure cuz the younger your kids are the more they need from you they that's just facts like they are They need you to eat, to drink, to go to the bathroom, to change their diaper, to change their clothes, to clean up after them, clean their room, put away their laundry. Like as they get older, they're able to do those things. Just from the smallest point. Like they're able to pick up the food off of their high chair tray and eat it themselves. And then eventually they can you know, eat at the table with you. You don't even need a high chair. And then from there they can get their own snack. The independence And that could be over the course of, like, a year and a half that they go from high chair to, like, starting to get their own snacks. Not even joking. Like, Blake was in a high chair at this time last year. And now she knows where we keep the granola bars that she loves. And if I kept them at a lower shelf, she could grab them. She couldn't maybe not open them, but Ayla can open them for her. (laughs) So that's just my theory. Take it or leave it. Think about it, maybe or maybe you you're like you want your kids close in age and that's what's going to work best for you and your family it's going to make the most sense for you right now and that's what you want that's what i wanted i was like i i'm 13 months younger than my sister 13 months i think about that sometimes and i'm like holy cow my, my older sister was like barely walking when I was born. What? It's crazy, mom. How did she do it? I have no idea. But I loved how close we, we were when we were younger growing up and my younger sister too. Like we're all boom, boom, boom. Um, and I, I wanted that for, for my own kids so that they would be close. They could play sports together, grow up together, like have the same friends and interests and Just live life together and be on that same playing field. And then things just didn't go according to plan. So factor that in, okay? Like sometimes things don't go according to your plan. Fertility, I had a miscarriage in in between Ayla and Rosie. I was going to have a baby. I was pregnant. And I was due in June of 2018, and then I miscarried. But if I had had that that pregnancy full term and had that baby, Ayla would have been four months younger. I quickly got pregnant after that. But, like, things could have totally been different. So, also, I just, like, I only mention that because I know I've had people, like... Comment, mention, like, just inappropriately, like, you can't wait too long to space. You can't space your kids out, like, you don't want them too far apart. I'm like, excuse, whoa, excuse me. Number one, why are you telling me what I can and can't do with my family? Two, how can I? Like, I don't even have control over that to a certain degree. So, I just wanted to throw that in there too. If if you feel pressured, or maybe you're putting pressure on yourself to have your kids' babies close in age, back to back, or maybe you want them spaced out perfectly. Like it doesn't always happen. Maybe you have an unplanned pregnancy that you were wanting to wait a little longer. That's okay too. Things don't always go according to plan. And that's why my theory was literally just a theory. It's kind of a joke. Like, honestly, I don't think there's a perfect time. Like, It happens when it happens and you always figure it out. Like you will always figure out motherhood. When you're in it though, it's tough. There are challenges, but you will make it out on the other side. So let that be your reminder here today. You will get through this and you'll get through all of the future challenges that you face. And I love you. Remember that too. Which brings me to my next point. It's hard. It might be hard now. The transition might be really challenging. But it might be better or easier for you in the future. Versus someone who has an easy transition because their kids are five, six years apart. And they have like a little kid and then like a tween. Like that might be hard because they don't want to play together or... You know, they have, they'll have, they have different issues no matter how old your kids are, what stage of life they're in. Like there's always gonna be parenting hurdles, okay? And so think of this now, like this is your hurdle right now to get over so that you can have a nice little jog around the track until you get to your next hurdle. So that was point number one and two. So age matters. We might have challenges now, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be challenging forever. It might actually mean it's gonna be easier in the future. Or vice versa. Like, you don't know. Uh, which brings me to my next point. My transition from two to three was hard, right? <laughs> yes. But I, I didn't have a big life-altering transition from one to two. Where my friends... So I have friends that were like, no, 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 Kim, that was not my experience. From one to two rocked me. But two to three was easy. And I'm like, What? So, what I have found just from asking in conversations and hearing other moms, if you had, now listen up, if you had a hard transition from one to two, that might mean two to three is your easy transition. Because some people need to feel that disproportion from one to two of like, oh, it's just me and I have two kids. How am I going to balance this? And then they throw in a third and they're like, oh, well, I already figured out the balance, right? I don't know there's something there with that. And and then people say that well from if 3 to 4 was hard or if 2 to 3 was hard, 3 to 4 will be easy. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Is that really true? I don't know, it could be. And then same thing, 0 if 0 to 1 was hard because it totally changed your life, then 1 to 2 might not be that bad because you're already in this mom mode, you're doing the dang thing. You just have an, another, right? So it's like I said, it's different for everybody. So please don't have expectations and don't hold my truth. Don't hold on to my truth and make that your reality. If it doesn't have to be, if it could be easy for you. It was just, and and, and there's not a lot you can do to like change. I mean, like I can't go back and change how I felt in those moments or what it looked like on the day-to-day for me. But I can learn from it and I can maybe figure out like what what could have been different that I could maybe share like what story do I have that I could help other moms with like I don't want to I would never be like oh never have three kids it is so much work you're so lucky you only have one like how easy (laughs) which is not true at all it comes back to again our kids are all different so I already mentioned how age impacts it I also think your child be like behavior wise developmentally wise um, skill wise it's going to be different we have like some people who have really, really independent toddlers right who want to do things themselves and that's cool because then when you have another baby they can go in the snack drawer and grab the goldfish right which maybe sounds like a pain if they're going into the snack cabinet all the time but also like look at the flip side man that's that's one less snack you have to serve <laughs> So having independent kids, that makes a difference. Or maybe you have really needy kids. That might make it harder. So it's so many variables that go into transitions. And I want you to know that we all feel challenge and difficulty at some level, to some degree, at some point during motherhood. So you are not alone. If you're like him, I am just... I can't commit to another kid. I can't commit to another baby because I don't know if I can handle it. That's fine. But my one thing I do have to say, because I get messages like this all the time, like, I'm I'm pregnant with number three. I'm so scared. Or like, we want to have another, but I don't think I can handle it. Like those sorts of things. And when it comes to making a decision based off of a transition or a bad experience with a transition, I always tell my friends and I tell myself this, to never make your decisions on a bad day. Like when you're in a bad mood and you're frustrated and nothing's working out and you're, all, you're running late and you're just down on yourself like, I can't do this. It's too hard. That's it. We're done. Like I try not to make my decisions on those days. <laughs> I might say those things, but I have to remind myself like, listen, you can have a bad day. It's it's okay. It's actually normal and it happens often, but that doesn't make it a bad life and it doesn't mean you can't have a good life and you can't have another baby if that's something you want, right? Because that's, that's a struggle I have internally too is I want another. I do, but what about like, what if it's hard or what if, like I have all those what if moments. So I just want to be able to make a decision if that day comes when we're like, we're making this decision. Right now we're just in this nice, free, clear space of like, we don't have to make a decision right now, which is true. We don't, there's no pressure. No decisions need to be made right now. But when the day comes that we do have to decide, I want to be able to think clearly, freely, openly, with an open heart and mind and just say, is my family complete or would we like to have another? Like, I want it to be made from that place versus, oh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like an angry, frustrated place. Like I just, I just found that making decisions from that headspace isn't the best, but I am happy to have this conversation with you today. Oh, it's it's so interesting hearing everyone else's stories. So I hope that was helpful, maybe hearing my stories and just how it was different and keep that in mind. We are like, we will all have different experiences. So please don't expect or anticipate, compare your, your transition to mine. Like, don't do that. Don't compare. We just have to own own our own experience, own your transition and move forward. Like, now, now I have three kids. So now we're transitioning into life with three children. Like I feel like I don't have babies anymore. All right. This has been so great chatting with you. Thank you for tuning into the you Going podcast. I hope you're feeling good. Drink up your water. Go drink. Sit up straight. <laughs> Stand up straight. <laughs> and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.